Humans are weird, right? I know I am. Sometimes I think I'm going around making totally sane, rational decisions based on stone-cold facts, and then I'm digging into the science behind my actions, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm an animal. Well, today's episode might get a little embarrassing for all of us humans as we explore our unconscious biases, the power of being attractive, and what's a better motivator, praise or punishment? All right, know-it-alls, let's see what we're really made of. Hi, my name is Bella, and you might know me as Jay is from TikTok or YouTube. But you're about to know me from this podcast, Know-It-All. And each episode, I'm going to help you become a know-it-all about something new. Here we go. You guys know I'm obsessed with human psychology. It's always been fascinating to me, and that's why I started making videos in the first place. Which is why I had to binge the new Netflix show, 100 Humans. If you haven't seen it yet, the whole show is a social experiment, and each of the episodes investigates a different part of what makes human beings tick. So of course, I was hooked. And if you're a card-carrying member of the JS Nation, you will be too. One of the craziest things I learned in my research is that most of the time, people have no idea why they're doing what they're doing. So much of what drives our tendencies and behaviors is subconscious or unconscious or out of habit. If we were actually aware of what was influencing our thought process, we'd be like, wait a minute. That don't make no sense. So today, I'm going to unpack the science behind my favorite 100 humans experiments. And by the end, hopefully we can all be better humans. (laughs) Remember the riddle at the end of last episode? What has a lot of power, but you don't have to plug it in? Okay, if you think you know the answer, yell it out on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Praise! Yep, the answer is praise. No one guessed it right this week, but shout out to at W-A-D-Y-B-M on Instagram for guessing the mind. That's close. Kind of, I guess. Now, you might not think of praise as powerful because it doesn't lift weights or have a motor, but it's actually a really compelling way to motivate people. In 100 Humans, they teach participants a new skill, plate spinning. Not to help them prepare for future careers in the circus, but to determine what leads to a better performance. Positive reinforcement. Awesome, number 17. Uh, Thank great job. you. You actually got it moving on the plate. I think I can be number one one day. Yeah, right. <laughs> or negative reinforcement. So I have a dog, and I think my dog could actually do it better than how you just did it. See if you could prove me wrong. Okay, good idea. Okay. Whoa, give me a minute to lick my wounds after that intense burn. And the winner is positive reinforcement. Somebody better call Barnum and Bailey's because we just discovered the secret to better plate spinners. And that was a circus joke for everyone under 80. Overall, in the experiment, the humans who were praised improved by 5.2 points in the second round and the humans who were criticized got worse by 3.2 points. So what was happening in the minds of the plate spinners that led to these results? Here's motivation expert and best-selling author Dan Pink to explain. I think what we're seeing in the, the criticism group was something akin to learned helplessness. When people feel like they can't have an effect on their environment, they don't have any control. One of your participants was actually doing a really good job of, of spinning that plate, and the plate-spinning expert just trashed her. And so for her, there was like, well, wait a second. I actually knew how to spin a plate. I'm practicing and I see all of these other people, they can't do it. I clearly know how to do this better than most people. This is a weird gap between my lived experience and what you're telling me. I feel a loss of control. I think that's what was going on with the negative group. The positive people, 
when you're praised, you feel a little bit more control. And so those people, they went back, they practiced a little bit more, they got a little bit better. And this isn't just specific to plate spinning. It applies to other aspects of life too, even relationships. But plate spinning is life, man. One of the most popular essays to ever run in the New York Times Modern Love Column is called What Shamu Taught Me About a Happy Marriage. In it, author Amy Sutherland explains how she used exotic animal training techniques to train her husband to be a better partner. She rewarded behavior she liked and ignored behavior she didn't. And guess what? It worked. The idea of positive and negative reinforcement is widely attributed to American psychologist and behaviorist B.F. Skinner via his theory on operant conditioning. According to the NYU Dispatch, positive reinforcement seeks to increase the frequency of a positive action while negative reinforcement seeks to reduce the frequency of a negative reaction. But what if you're like, I'm not here to change anyone, how do I just be neutral? Good call, Sweden. That concept is called least reinforcing stimulus, or LRS. Word alert! All right, know-it-alls, that means it's time for a word alert. And if you're like, least reinforcing, huh? You're in good company because I just learned this term too. So what does least reinforcing stimulus mean? It's actually an animal training concept that works on people too. According to the modern dog trainer, it's technically defined as a two to three second neutral response after an animal gives an unwanted behavior, followed immediately by another opportunity to earn reinforcement. It's basically a fancy way to describe the foolproof way I handle my little brothers and sisters when they're annoying me. I ignore it, and it'll go away. Another concept from 100 Humans that made me do a good old-fashioned Jay's deep dive is called unconscious bias. Did I do that? What's so creepy about unconscious bias is that you don't even realize you're doing it. One of the more obvious unconscious biases is that we collectively find hot people irresistible, even when they're being bad. For example, did you know that having good looks can keep you out of jail? That's right. A Cornell study showed that unattractive defendants tend to get longer, harsher prison sentences, 22 months longer on average, while juries tend to go lighter on more attractive criminals. 100 humans tested this hypothesis as well, showing one group mugshots of hotties and the other group less attractive mugshots with the same backstory. In all three scenarios, the hotter criminals got off with less jail time. This is because our unconscious bias can influence how harshly we judge people, and beautiful people tend to benefit from what's called the halo effect, which confers goodness on hot people. According to Insider, being good-looking has a lot of benefits in our society. It can help you get hired for your dream job. It can help boost your chances of winning an election. You're perceived to be healthier and more trustworthy. Hot people are more romantically in demand. Even babies prefer attractive people. In 30 Rock, Tina Fey dubbed this the beauty bubble. And just as being beautiful can improve your life in all kinds of ways, the opposite is also true. Being quote-unquote ugly can prove detrimental. An Eastern Kentucky University study found that women will only tolerate unattractive men up to a point. If he misbehaves, they'll easily shun him. This research has serious implications for ugly guys both on dating sites and in the courtroom. It's basically the opposite of the halo effect, and there's a term for this phenomenon. It's called the horns effect. And it's not just about being ugly or hot. Sometimes we're even biased against people who look like us. Women can be biased against women. People from marginalized racial groups can be biased against people of the same race. And people with disabilities can be biased against other disabilities. Here's USC professor of law, Jody Armour, to explain. 
Some people who have a stigma, let's say that age is one of their, um, the burdens that they feel like they're carrying, they may hold that against somebody. So just having somebody who looks like you represent you doesn't mean that they won't also be biased against you. We all have hidden biases that we're not even aware of. When I started researching this, I discovered so many unconscious biases. There's straight bias and white bias and biases against the way people speak. For example, if I was speaking in a British accent right now, you'd probably perceive me as smarter and fancier, even though I'd still be the exact same person. Thank you. Listen to this passage from the American Bar Association website. Most of us believe that we are fair and equitable and evaluate others based on objective facts. However, all of us, even the most egalitarian, have implicit biases, also referred to as unconscious biases or implicit social cognition. They're triggered automatically in about a tenth of a second without our conscious awareness or intention and cause us to have attitudes about and preferences for people based on characteristics such as age, gender, race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, disability, and religion. And here's the really important part. These implicit biases often do not reflect or align with our conscious declared beliefs. Okay, so we are animals. But the thing is, we're more than that. We're humans, and we can work to overcome those instincts. In fact, we should. So I hope this episode encouraged all of us to examine our own implicit bias and how we can work to make sure our actions are actually aligned with our beliefs. Well done. See? Positive reinforcement. Hope you guys liked today's episode as much as I did. Hit me up on TikTok and Instagram at OnlyJS or Twitter at NotJS and let me know what you learned. And don't forget that even JS needs positive reinforcement too. Just smash those five stars on iTunes and leave a review with your favorite part of the show. It's super easy and the rating and reviewing of the podcast helps other listeners find me. Curious what the next episode of Know It All will be about? I'll give you a hint. What king is currently behind bars? Think you know the answer? Leave a comment on social and I'll give a shout out to somebody who gets it right in the next episode. Join me again in two weeks for another episode of Know It All.